What is up, guys? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. Just your boy here on the couch today. Thank you for checking out the Ted Jones World YouTube channel if you are watching from there or if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. Uh, thank you for tuning in as well. Guys, went to the U.S. Open yesterday, and I was by myself, and I'd say one of the more fun times I've had being alone in the past few months, for sure. I mean, like, quarantine kind of made me adjust to being alone a lot, right? Just because I live alone, and I go about my day alone, usually. You know, don't have a girlfriend, don't really have any prospects on the frontier right now, but had such a good time. First day of the U.S. Open was yesterday. Getting into the tournament was a bitch. So, like, 24 hours before I even got to the tournament, which was Monday, they decided that people who were unvaccinated were not going to be allowed into the tournament. So only people who were vaccinated would be allowed in. They had like two lines to get into the entire tournament. And I assumed that every single person, they were checking their vaccine card because it took me like 35 minutes to get into the stadium. I'd recommend if you guys are going this week, first week of the U.S. Open, get there a little bit early. And it looks like we have a call here live on the podcast, but I don't even know who it is. So let's listen to it um, live. Let's see what's good here. Hello? Hi, this is Rachel from Dealer Services. Your file just came across my desk, and it looks like your vehicle... Fuck you, dude. How often do you guys get those vehicle calls? Like, literally, I don't even have a car. I learned how to drive when I was 18, live in the city, and I don't really need to drive that much. But I don't have a car. I had a car in college, but my freaking parents bought me that. And it's not under my name. Complete BS call. I get one of those probably every other day. I never answer it, but there you go. I did just answer it. Okay, so anyway, back to the U.S. Open. Took about like 35 minutes to get into the tournament. I'd recommend you guys getting there a little bit early if you'd like to get there right on time, like when it starts. The day session starts at 11 a.m. And usually the night session starts at 7 p.m., depending on how many matches are going on and such. Like last night at the U.S. Open, the night session didn't start till like 8.30, I don't think, because they had day matches going on at the U.S. Open like while the nighttime session was going on. So anybody who had day tickets last night was able to stay at the event till like 10.30, which is a lot of freaking tenants. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay, you know, like the, those <laughs> full 12 hours, but I was definitely, definitely there for five hours. And you guys should check out the vlog that I did, vlog 44, US Open alone, had a great time. And um, I'd recommend just like, if you're going to do something alone, that's like a great event to go to alone. I did play tennis in college, which you guys, of course, know. And, like, I only really like going to the U.S. Open in general if I am with someone who knows tennis well or, like, just as has as much knowledge as me. You know, like, if you go to a basketball game with someone who doesn't know anything about basketball, I mean, it's not really that fun, right? They're asking questions all the time. I mean, I guess unless it's, like, your significant other or something, but, like, you don't want to take, like, a beginner to a sporting event, whatever it is. Anyway, went to the U.S. Open, had a great time. I recommend you guys going. was by myself, but I met up with a few people. My cousin was there, uh, and a couple of friends actually were there as well. So um, I wasn't fully alone, but just bouncing around to those outer courts was super fun. And since a lot of players haven't really been in the full tennis groove for the past 18 months, or, yeah, I guess around 18 months now, since quarantine even began... Like, a lot of people are coming back into these major tournaments. And these guys need money. These, 
these male tennis players and female tennis players, they took like, what, a five, six month hiatus where they could barely even travel and make any money. So a lot of people coming back in for the U.S. Open this year and the prize money for the first round losers, guys, it's the largest it's ever been in any Grand Slam ever, $75,000. So there were a lot of pros that were at the top of the game that were like, all right, we need to spread this prize money out. It's not that fair that these guys who are losing in the first and second round of Grand Slam tournaments can barely even afford to continue playing tennis for 12 months out of the year. Because the, the people that are losing in the first round of the U.S. Open are still like 120 to like 140 in the world, you know, sometimes ranked even higher. And to be, let's say, an average of 130 in the world and barely even breaking even, and ba- excuse me, barely even breaking even at the end of the year, I feel like that's just not a good look for the sport. You know, figure if you're the 130th best baseball player, the 130th best basketball player in the world, you're getting paid. You know what I mean? So it's definitely a good look by the higher-ranked tennis players to form this players union and decide that guys who lose in the first and uh, second round of these tournaments, even women too, get more prize money. It's just going to help in the long run, and a lot of these careers are going to be extended just because, like, In the past, you can't survive if you're losing in the first round and making $25,000, you know? $25,000 does sound a lot like a lot initially, but think about it, guys. You win the $25,000 prize, you probably end up taking home, what, tops 15,000 of that after taxes. Then you got to pay your coach 10%. Then if you were staying in different hotel rooms in Manhattan with your coach for like at least a week, that's like another three G's. So, I mean, at the end of the day, after flights and everything, you're coming home at the end of the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament, maybe with like $3,500 if you are ending up winning $25,000. So, I think $75,000 is really going to help all these players, especially the people who make every Grand Slam tournament. Guys, there's four Grand Slam tournaments. $75,000 four times a year, that's good. I mean, you're making like $300,000 there, and tennis players are really going to... um, be able to travel and everything and like afford to stay in hotels when they go to tournaments all over the place. So nice move. Happy to see uh, first round losers making $75,000 because that's a good chunk of change, guys. Have you guys ever watched a TV show and then completely forgotten about it and like rewatched the whole thing three years later? So this happened to me with The Wire. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen this show on HBO Max, but no joke, one of the best shows I have ever seen. I'd say... The Wire, Breaking Bad, and Weeds kind of all in, like, the same genre, you know, like, drug dealing, seemingly innocent people. Actually, no, like, The Wire is not, like, seemingly innocent people, but uh, drug dealing just in general. I love drug shows, or maybe, like, the crime shows I like, but, like, those are probably my top three favorite shows. Watching The Wire now, I've cruised through, like, almost the entire first season. But, like, when I put it on, it's something that, like, I can kind of turn my head and watch. And, like, I'll catch an interesting five minutes. Like, maybe I'll have two episodes on in a day. And then, like, when I watch, you know, you don't need to watch, like, the entire thing to kind of understand the gist of what's going on. Basically, The Wire is just, like, this police department in Baltimore who's trying to figure out the drug game in Baltimore and, like, um, find, find the big drug excuse me, head honchos, and um, they go about doing their police work, 
talking to a bunch of snitches, and um, it's a good show. I'd recommend The Wire if you guys have never so seen it. So I went it. to the stand, NYC Comedy Club, and they were having like a kind of soiree get-together Saturday night uh, vibe. It was super fun. And I actually saw the girl who I used to hook up with a long time ago, back in probably like the end of September. We had a fling for like four or five weeks, and we haven't really spoken at all since the last time I saw her. So I talked to her for three minutes and it was really good to see this particular girl. You know, I feel like we ended up not really ending things on the best note, you know? And it just like, I had a few things to get off my chest, but it wasn't like anything emotionally wise, but like, I just wanted her to know that like, I am actually a good dude. And I feel like that happens to guys a lot, you know? Like we end up saying too much on a text message or we end up doing something that we regret and then we always want the chance to like make it end on a better note and i feel like saturday night this happened for me thankfully um but yeah anyways talked to this girl for like three minutes probably and it was a perfect three minutes you know she's getting back into her career but she's killing it and i wish her the best of luck i would name her name on here but I feel like you guys would probably end up knowing <laughs> who she is if I did um, name her. But anyway, hope she's well. And guys, I feel like the best way to ever end any relationship is just on the best terms. You know, like if you end shit on bad terms, I don't think it goes well for anybody. You know, like no matter how upset you are in the heat of things, in the gist of like an argument, whatever it is, it's just not worth it. And it always makes sense just to like, Mind your feelings, you know? You don't always need to fully say what you guys feel, but some occasions it's, um, you know, it's good to express your feelings and express your opinion, but it's also sometimes good to just shut your mouth if you don't have anything nice to say. Always a reminder here, though, guys, to do things that make you happy. Even if people shake their head at you, laugh at you, you always got to do things that make you happy, huh? And if you like look at back, look back on the people who are most successful in life, they're always doing things that make them happy, right? Whether they're following a passion project, following something that um, they think will be beneficial to them in the long term. Don't freaking listen to anybody. As long as you're happy and you have some bread on the side, you know, some money on the side, and you're able to afford whatever you're doing at that particular time, F everybody else. Okay, guys? Don't take anybody who you don't want their life's advice too seriously. You know what I mean? Like I've had issues in the past with people, but then like when I really think about it and comprehend it, I'm like, all right, do I want what this person has? If the answer is no, I generally take whatever that person said. If it was negative, not to heart, you know, it's just kind of like something you dust off your shoulder as your boy Jay-Z would say, but guys, just do whatever makes you happy. And if you guys feel like you're stuck at a job right now or something, I'd say plan your escape if you're really unhappy. You know, by planning your escape, I mean come up together with a fund of like three to four months where you're super financially stable and you feel like you can look for a different job or even take three or four months off. Maybe you, you go travel, live back home with your parents for a moment, even if it's just for a few months. You know, we're all young here. Everybody listening to this podcast, I know I definitely have a large demographic of people who listen in, uh, my grandma included, grandma being one of my largest fans. Grandma, I love you very much. But I think it's just important to follow what makes you happy, guys. You know, 
even if initially you're not making money from doing it, you know, like what's the point of, what's the point of life? Don't mean to get so deep on you guys, but like, what's the point of life if you guys aren't happy doing what you do? You know, you're going to work 40, 50 years at a job that you're just like not passionate about. I know this is stuff that like people talk about in general, and it's really hard to listen to if you're stuck in a spot where you feel like, oh, I have to take care of this bill. I have to take care of this student loan. You know, even look at me. I feel like I have definitely responsibilities in terms of like my career path and career goals, but like I don't have a child. I don't have a car payment. So if you're listening and you have those things, like obviously there are going to be things that hold you back. You know what I mean? But I think just finding something that makes you happy at the end of the day is super important. You know, whether you have like an hour, hour and a half before you go to bed when you get home from work, just work on whatever makes you happy. You know what I mean? We have a listener email today from a younger fellow. I got to check, um, check the email. But somebody asking me where they can get started in terms of like going out to an open mic. I think that's a great idea. Even if you're terrified, open mics, guys, usually low stakes. I'll actually shout it out right now. Peter Moran, the um, former sidekick uh, on this couch previously on the podcast, he runs a great open mic on Monday nights at 830. Uh, We'll have to get you guys the address. I think it's yeah, 77 East 7th Street runs a great open mic and reach out to him. If you guys like have passions or things that like you want to pursue, but you're like a little bit worried because you have other responsibilities on the table, I freaking get it. I get it, guys. I worked for my dad for almost six years and like I was financially stable, right? I was still living paycheck to paycheck for the most part just because like my spending habits weren't good. You know, if I was like, ordering food almost every night and then going out on the weekend and spending $150 on drinks and food and shit like that. It's easy to live paycheck to paycheck if you're not like minding your money. At the time, I had like a six-month emergency fund. I did IT and crypto. So I, for the most part, was planning my escape. I was like going to leave the company in March of 2020 and then Corona happened. So I didn't end up leaving till like a full year later and did that year make me more ready to jump on to like a new thing that I wanted to do, maybe. But also like it held me back. Like guys, and a year is a long time. You know, you figure like you're gonna be planning out your escape. Know what you wanna do, gather some money and just figure out what direction you wanna go in. You know, like too many years can be lost at a job that like you're not passionate about, you know, especially like when you get that promotion or whatever. Like I've had friends who have been working at the same job for four or five years and then like every whatever it is, like every nine months they get like that $10,000 bonus or that uh, tiny promotion, whatever it is. It's tough to say no. But like once you guys do say no and you realize that like, you want to live in what you really want to do. I think it's more fulfilling. I really do think it's more fulfilling. Guys, I'm waking up Monday through Friday at 4.40 in the morning, and I don't even have a day job. I just do it because, like, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's fun that, like, we're going on this journey in life, and, like, where does it lead to? I don't know. But I'm trying to get shit done in order to have fun in X amount of years from now, in a year from now, two years from now, five years, 10 years, whatever. 
it would have been great for my dad to hand over the family business on a platter, right? That would have been great. But like after year three of doing this particular job, I mean, I wasn't really satisfied. I wasn't so happy. Like maybe I can fake being really into real estate, right? Like I definitely had a year and a half, two years where I was like, oh, this is fun. Maybe I can really get into this real estate game. But like once year three hit, I just realized like this isn't what I want to do. You know, thank God I wasn't trying to potentially go to like go back to college, whatever it is, go to business school and like get my business degree, get my law degree. I mean, that's something I never do. But like, is more school always the answer? I don't know. I mean, if you want to go into a profession like accounting where you you definitely need school. Did I say accounting or counting? I mean, kind of the same thing. If you go into school, you know, you want to be a CPA. I mean, that's a different story. You got to go to school for that. But like, if you want to pursue something, I'd say just do it. You know, there are always going to be things that are holding you back, but like the further you go along on the trajectory of life, I'm acting like I know so much guys, but I'm just like talking from experience and talking about how I've felt. Cause like right now I'm the happiest I think I've ever been in my life. You know, no girlfriend, no prospects, no real insane income right now. But I think like doing what I love has just made me super happy. And I'd recommend doing whatever you guys love too. Because that's really a beautiful thing. I want to get to this listener email, actually, that we were talking about before. So this is from Charlie. Charlie actually sent in a DM. So this is not a listener email. Hey, Ted, I want to get into a couple open mics. Where should I go? So going back to what I was speaking on before, Peter Moran, the former sidekick host on this podcast, runs a great open mic, 830 Mondays at uh, Cellar 77, I believe it's called, 77 East 7th Street. You could DM him on Instagram. I'm sure he'd be happy to have you. It's $3 for five minutes, and then he raffles out all the money that was like given into the pool afterwards. So usually if there are like 15 people at the open mic, one person gets $45. I don't even know how that works financially, but... Uh, I've been a couple times and it's amazing. And I definitely recommend that if you want to get into stand up or want to get into performing of any type, go to one of these things. You guys know what I mean? Hit them up. I'm Peter Moran on Instagram. But like, just go to something that makes you uncomfortable. Do shit that makes you feel like you're not sitting on the couch watching TV, laughing, eating popcorn. You know, like that sounds like the ideal, comfortable situation but do stuff that makes you uncomfortable that's also why i like waking up early in the morning i know not a lot of people are up early in the morning doing whatever but like by the time 12 p.m comes around after i've already woken up at 4 40 p.m i feel like i've gotten a lot of shit done right that's like almost eight hours of work like compared to a nine to five job i'm up at 4 40 and then by 12 o'clock i've gotten so much stuff done so um touching on that wake up a little bit earlier, especially if like you're having issues in terms of like really not being happy about where you are in your job. I remember like I used to be waking up at 9 a.m. and I had to be at the office at 9.30 a.m. And like the amount of anxiety I get just from like waking up and then having 15 minutes and then immediately having to walk to the office was just so terrible. You know, like once I started waking up around you know, like the 4.40, 4.45 a.m. marker, 
I had like four hours, four and a half hours before I had to even walk out the door. And like, I just felt so much better about myself that like I had all this time in the morning to work on what I wanted to work on before I went to my job. So you guys don't have to obviously wake up before 5 a.m. I'm saying like if you are leaving your apartment at 9 a.m. in the morning or maybe you're leaving 830, try waking up like two hours before you have to walk out the door, you know? Try to hit the gym three or maybe four days a week for like 40, 45 minutes. You guys are going to feel so much better being able to work on yourself before you go have to work for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like you wake up 30 minutes before you have to go out the door. Like think about how much anxiety that just sounds like, you know, and I used to do this. I did this for five years. I did that. But like once I started getting into the groove of like waking up that early, it really made a difference. For me and like now i have a routine you know like i'll go to the gym 5 a.m to 6 30 maybe like 6 15 whatever occasionally i'll run afterwards but like even still i'm done with the gym and ready to start my day by 7 a.m it's like it's really an advantage guys you know especially when you don't have any distractions in the morning i know i feel like i'm romanticizing the morning but like, it's just a different wavelength your brain gets on. So I'd recommend that you guys start working out in the morning instead of like at night. Also, isn't it so much harder to work out after like a long day in the office? I know I always had that issue. Like I'd go to work from 9.30 to 5.30 and then I'd come home and then it's like 6.15 and now I'm supposed to first go to the gym. I just feel like I come home I sit down, I turn on the TV, and it's just so easy to say no to the gym. You guys know what I'm saying? So for this episode, I'm harping on you guys waking up a little bit earlier before you have to leave for work, so you work on yourself before you go and work for somebody else. Do what makes you happy, even if people laugh and shake their heads at you. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Who cares, dude? Like, as long as it makes you happy, even if your parents are like, oh, well, that's not how we this and brought you up. Like, yo, like your mom and dad need to understand that your happiness comes first. Because what do parents want to see out of their kids the most, right? Maybe they want to see you marry a good spouse. They want to see you with a good job. But most importantly, your parents want to see you happy. And I'm not a parent. I don't know that firsthand, but like, That's really all I've heard from like watching TV and hearing parents talk in general. They just want to see their child happy. So guys, wake up a little bit earlier, stay happy, and don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight, September 2nd, 9.30 p.m. at Asylum. It's going to be amazing. If you guys haven't gotten your tickets yet, AsylumNYC.com. The show is tonight, 9.30, or go to Ted Jones World. That's my Instagram, and check the link in my bio. It's going to be amazing. We have six great comics. And this weekend being the last weekend of summer, do something that makes you happy. Thank you, guys. Ted Jones out. I'll see you next time. I'll see you tonight. Peace.